Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony Steak Podcast, episode 147. I'm Sean, and joined with me, we have Off-Road Slurpy Andy. Hello. Tony Katz. Yes. And Cooch. Sports, sports, sports. This is our sports podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, and share with a friend. It's the season of giving, and uh, if you enjoy this pod, so are your friends. So uh, share it with them. It helps us out. But let's just jump right into sports, because we've got some good stuff to talk about, and uh, let's lead it off with some punching and boxing and stuff like that. Yeah, so we're the uh, world's premier boxing podcast, so... Everyone knows it. You guys want to hear our, our thoughts on uh, the latest match. Tito um, Ortiz was in here yesterday, yeah, actually. So. Obviously. Um, but he actually had a fight this weekend and won by rear naked choke. Yeah. So I don't know if that's a coincidence or if you yeah. do that or not, but... I can guarantee he did not. No, well, I actually kind of did because he oh. was on a podcast last week, so... It's like, yeah. He's by, he has a fight coming up. He's from Huntington Beach, or he, he lives in Huntington, Huntington Beach. Beach. No, he's from Huntington Beach. Huntington Beach. He's Huntington from Beach bad boy. Orange County, LA. Yeah. I know no, that much, 100%. But uh, what I'm referring to, actually, is the uh, Andy Ruiz-Anthony Joshua rematch. Oh. Oh. A little uh, Andy versus Anthony? Yeah, it's nice. Oh. Uh, <laughs> who got the better? We should do our own version of Andy versus Anthony. Uh, it's about that... a, the weight difference is about the same, no, too. No, <laughs> we, can, we can make it happen. We'll bulk one up. We'll cut one down. It'll, it'll be, it can happen. I'm telling you. So this was a, a pretty big upset last time. I think this was June when this happened, uh, the first fight, that uh, Ruiz came in, kind of a nobody. Um, Josh was the favorite, uh, former gold medal winner and he got upset by this, you know, I don't want to, what do you, what do you, what do you call it? Just a, he's a fat guy. He is fat. He's a big boy. Um, it's fun to see that. And it was powerful. Powerful is a good word. Yeah. yeah I Let's mean, there's call him powerful. <laughs> he has his, his skills, but it was definitely an upset, but it was a great story because especially here, because he's a Southern California local in Imperial County. Yep. Um, that's right over the border from Mexico. He has. This huge now Mexican fan base that was yes, um, so it's really cool to see it. And it's you see this underdog. I think everyone likes to root for an underdog. You do, um, especially when well he was an <clears throat> underdog, but the type of underdog where nobody thought he was going to win. Like yeah. unless you were in his camp and you were training with him, I, and maybe this the, the whole country of Mexico. I don't know, uh, but I would say that he was he was the uh, one of the biggest underdogs. To beat a champ like that in in a long time in any sport or you know UFC boxing even even I would say sports as well yeah so I was very exciting to watch the first fight too and I can't remember I think was he a replacement or was he still just supposed to be like the the tune up before I think he took the fight on short notice yeah because I mean the, the fight everyone wanted to see was him against Tyson Fury and that was yes which will still happen now definitely probably um but Ruiz won and he was. Due to you know defend his title and he's going to do it against the guy he beat and I mean this this fight you knew that fight was going to happen right after the last one ended and I don't to me it seemed like a quick turnaround but yeah um, it was it was highly anticipated also but you would think after what happened that Ruiz would be like look I have a real opportunity here that I mean you're never going to say like I know I got lucky or that I shouldn't have won. But you kind of got to know, like, I got I to gotta make sure I, that people don't see that as a fluke. I think he was pretty realistic about it, for sure. Like, yeah. he, like you know, he, he seems like a pretty humble, down-to-earth guy. Obviously, uh, you know, works hard. 
Uh, so I think he, you know, I think he took advantage of, of the opportunity, which, you know, he wouldn't have been afforded if he didn't get it, uh, squeak in that first fight. So it's yeah, good. you would think on the second fight, you're going to want to make sure that, you know, you, you put on a good show that you don't look like it was a fluke. And, uh, yeah. well here he came in, uh, I think they said 13 pounds more than Heavier. he was <laughs> yes. in the last one, which when he was, he's big, he was a big guy then. Yeah. Um, you would think that with that opportunity he would have been like okay i'm gonna try to get a little bit better in shape maybe lose a few pounds yeah I, it I seems mean, like he was i don't want to say he was out partying all the time but he definitely was celebrating i mean it, it, you've seen things that he was he was enjoying himself yeah. he was enjoying his win which he which he's he had owed. He, he took a long victory lap yeah for sure it wasn't it was a long it was a longer than normal victory lap i i want to say for a guy like that he didn't come in that much heavier by accident, I guess is what I'm trying to say. You know, I think it was calculated to certain yeah. some certain extent. I can't just see him slobbing off and just coming in like, oh well, shit. I'm 13 pounds heavier now. You know, I'm not in shape at all. I feel like there was some sort of tactical advantage in his mind to him coming in 13 pounds overweight. Um, I could be completely wrong, which would suck. But uh, yeah, it was it was weird to see a guy that big to come in that much more overweight than he was the first time against a guy like Anthony Joshua who uh, is known for his stamina and his cardio and can bang for 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 a full fight so that was kind of interesting to see and obviously as I think you're going to lead into now I don't think it worked out too well for him (laughs) yeah I mean it's not like he got you know winded and fell over in the second round or something no it was a UD Uh, so it was a unanimous decision it just I mean the scoring I think you know one of them had as much as like nine points above him or something. It was like, that's pretty big. Yeah. That's it's a um, big margin. But he often after the fight, he's like, I can't wait for the third match. And it's like, I don't know if you earned that third one. And that's, that's the missed opportunity there. Yep. And it's like, yeah, he, he's a name. And I think, I think anytime he's going to fight going forward now, people it'll will be watch. Event. It'll be an event. No, yeah. he'll draw a crowd. He'll draw. If you know, if he's fighting on pay-per-view or whatever, I'm sure he'll get a lot of, a lot of viewers, but it's not going to be a marquee pinnacle matchup. I would say for another couple of fights until he fights his way back into yeah. that echelon of boxer. Because you got a lot of heavyweights. Deontay Wilder. You got Tyson Fury, like you mentioned. You got a lot of guys that I'm sure um, would would like to fight Anthony Joshua. Yeah. So, doubt he'll have that type of of a hyped up fight for, for a little it, bit. It is also crazy to think that like boxing just isn't like how big boxing was like 20, 30 years ago, even like 15 years ago. And it's just like... How just dead it is because, like we mentioned too, like this fight was wasn't even in the U.S. It was yeah, in- so that was the difficulty for me. Is I it was like two o'clock Saturday. I'm watching college football, and I look at my phone and it says, you know, Joshua wins rematch. It was a surprising time to re- receive that. Type and of text I was message. like, oh shit! Like, was this last night? And I didn't know that it was because I knew it was this weekend, right? And then it's like, oh no, the fight's in Saudi Arabia. It already happened. Yeah. And I was like, ah, I didn't think about that. Like, yeah, there's been a because few... it wasn't on um, like traditional pay per view. It's it was, on the zone. The zone, yeah. So they're they're a new player. They got a, I think they got a lot of heavyweight fights on that they have they the do. rights to. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's one of the things with boxing is why some people think it's not as popular is that there hasn't been a lot of drama in the heavyweight class, and now we got some. So yep. I prefer a heavyweight fight. Yeah. Well, I mean, historically, they're the 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 uh, most entertaining fights. Throw yep. some blows. I don't want to see form. 
And, no, I know, want to see someone's yeah. head hit the fucking canvas, man. A Mayweather fight is the most boring fight. It ever. really is. And he's coming back. Because he's so good at it. If I was a boxing him. coach, yeah, I'd love to watch it. Yeah, and if you're a boxer... I want to see just blows. It's fun, too. Mm-hmm. But you want to see Mike Tyson, Evander Holyfield, Lennox Lewis... Let a rip. Joe Foreman. Somebody hitting the canvas. Yeah. Yeah. Here, here. So, Andy, you're throwing your hat in the ring? I got to train. You calling anyone? Look, look, I'm well, not... I'm, you know I'm un, I think I'm under his weight for now, so you know, the holidays are coming. So. You know what, dude? I, I think we can we can make a couple calls, get you on like a rough and rowdy, maybe. Call Barstool yeah. up and uh dude, off road Andy, can you see off road yeah. Andy's name in the marquee at a rough what and rowdy? You could fight that angle ba- angry bagel guy. <laughs> what? Who's the angry bagel? Oh, guy? you're talking about the little short guy? The little short guy. The like mid, like the middle aged midget man that gets <laughs> mad at that went viral for like yelling oh, at some guy, guy in like a, in like he, a bagel shop. He just had a fight with like a comedian or something. Did he have a fight? I saw I saw another thing. I saw that he was training for the fight but I hadn't seen it. So, well, he was supposed to fight someone else and then they had to back out. Oh, okay. Yeah, that guy was hilarious. <laughs> so all crazy right. to think that like a viral video can, you know, you get all excited your videos go viral, but it's like some of these viral videos actually make somebody else famous. Like, that's the whole reason why we even have that little country singer dude is because he was yodeling at a fucking, like, Walmart. Oh, Mason, uh, yeah, Ramsey. Mason Ramsey. And then somebody filmed it, like, what the fuck is this? And the next thing you know, someone's like, actually, that's not bad. And then, well, we live in the viral era. Yeah, that's we do. pretty cool. Let's uh, go. What, what can we get Anthony to do to go viral? We can figure something out here. Mustache competition. Ooh, mustache competition. But really quick, so he's being sued for bailing on a fight with Screech. We often talk about Screech if you think about it. Who's, Samuel Screech Powers? Yeah. Who is Samuel Screech? Screech Powers? From Saved by the Bell. You haven't, seen, you, haven't, you haven't seen his porn? No, I have not. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm not going to. <laughs> I've seen him on should, Saved by the Bell. check it out. <laughs> uh, is it a straight porn? No, he's in a porn. So <laughs> he, He's in a porn. He fought Lenny Dykstra. I don't know who that is either. He's a baseball player. Yeah, he's, he's nuts. He's, he's a crazy baseball yeah. player. So that was back in September. Cool. All right. Well, yeah. speaking of baseball, <laughs> I mean his his old team is uh, making a lot of moves. But uh, before we get to that team, which is the Phillies, we want to keep it local. Uh, I want to talk about the Angels, who uh, they made a move that has nothing to do with players, but uh, the the ownership there, the they bought the stadium and the parking lot. Just this past week, they agreed to a deal. So. And they'll be, uh, they're agreeing to stay in Anaheim through 2050. 2050. Los Angeles, Anaheim. So, yeah, that's important. Um, but we were actually just talking about this last week before last week's show. Yeah. So it's interesting how the deal did close. We were talking about them possibly um, moving to Irvine. and So all that stuff, it's, it's very possible and probable that it was all to try to get a better deal for the Angels ownership group. That they're threatening to move to Long Beach. That's how it works. You know, you, you mm-hmm. kind of make those little threats. Yeah. Um, Empty threat. Empty threat. So, like so they had long wanted to uh, get that get that all for free. That's basically what they what they wanted was you give us the stadium and the land for free, and then we'll stay. And they didn't. I think it's three hundred twenty five million. Three hundred twenty five, which let's all remember is less than what Mike Trout's being paid. Yeah, that that's one of the the issues. And, and Mike, Mike Trout is worth more than the. This stadium. is still. I mean, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's from sure. both sides. You could you could be Mike Trout is a stadium. Yeah, you could right say it's now, a good yeah. deal for both, and it's a bad deal for both. Anaheim would have made more money if they had just kicked the Angels out, demolished the stadium, developed Put a land, giant strip club, <laughs> developed land, get property taxes, get sales taxes. That's a great uh, idea, Anthony. <laughs> you you should go to school for urban planning. <laughs> 
so part of the deal now is that um, the angels do have to agree to develop some of the land. They're gonna, yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna put because some they, they want restaurants, they want it. people yeah. doing stuff, they want activity in the area. Well, there's not really like you got like two breweries across the street, but there's not really that like type of mall feel or that type yeah. of um, uh, you know feel where you can go and there's restaurants you can walk around, you can hang out for a little bit. There's two breweries across yeah. the street. That's it. JT and not Schmitz. everybody, and you know, as, as and JT Schmidt, as nice as breweries are for us, it's like not everybody drinks or they have kids and they don't want to just hang out a brewery because those breweries actually they do allow kids. No, you need something yeah. like but you know, said before kids don't belong in a brewery. They sure don't. Yeah, you I need always something for, to draw people in. You need like a cheesecake factory next to like a Toys R Us. Okay, well, what year are you in? <laughs> something to draw <laughs> to go maybe back in time to that. Radio Shack. <laughs> and a radio I don't know if you know this, that, but, uh, and a blockbuster down Jeff, the street too. Jeffrey the Giraffe is dead. Yeah. Jeffrey the Giraffe is dead? I mean, at least around here. I thought Toys R Us is when I like, out of business. They're coming yeah, back. They it have it a did, store. but it didn't. Yeah, something yeah like that. I don't know. Some, I think Canadian company Chapter 7 bankruptcy instead of 11 they or one of those things. Something like that. And then yeah. I think they they like liquidized their their assets and sold all the stuff they had in the stores yeah. in order to like bring the stores back to life. Because that's a brand that matters. For sure. Know, do any old brands really matter to these young kids we don't know no. anything about? No, no one's wearing Oshkosh Bagosh yeah, anymore. We don't, even, we don't know what they like. No, everyone's wearing Amazon Basics, and <laughs> it's just it's terrible. We need Toys R Us back. But I'd say this is a positive development for for us at least. It is, and I and I'm excited um, for specifically that infrastructure that will be uh, built around the stadium to bring a little more life to the area. Yeah, and one of the problems I know it's like it seems to be like oh this is a good thing. The train station was in the Angel Stadium parking lot, and then they moved it like a block. Away, there's still an across event. the street. Yeah. And it's still there, but it's like that train station is hilarious because it's a, this big shell with restaurants that no one could go to. But if you actually want to go on the train, you can just walk around that. You building. don't even need to go in. And it's like and what you the know, fuck? it's I've, really not a station. It's no, just it's not. And, and I've taken stop. the train several times from there, and there's never more than twenty people in that place. Yeah, I really don't think they needed all that. That's cool looking. But it's not like a mass transportation hub. It's the, supposed to be. But if you haven't seen it high. before, anyone listening, look up Arctic. Yeah. Well, you just watch Anaheim. watch the finale of season two of uh, True Detective. True Detective. Yeah. It was uh, filmed there. Yeah. yeah. Well, I so the Detective. I was actually just in there. Um, the oyster bar yeah, still there. The stools are. Oh, still it is still up. there. They haven't done a single. Well, it's closed. Yeah. It's been. Closed I would say it's been closed it, a, oh, at least a year, right? At least a year. They haven't yeah. done a single. I never thing. went, but yeah. I know There's you still guys. Chalk like written, uh, writing so, like their menu on the wall. So the funny thing about that place is, I remember like we well, we checked it out, and honestly, it wasn't like a bad for especially what you like when you look at that place. Like we said, like oh wow, this place looks like it. It's cool. You go inside, and it's like if you were to go to that oyster bar, it was upstairs. It was like a little corner of the area nice and it, view it, it was it and pretty that. cool and i remember we were there on like a saturday night at, and uh they actually had like a dj and stuff and they so they wanted it to kind of be like hey this is a vibe place where you can go and hang out on like a saturday night like whether it's your pre-festivity stuff or you could even enjoy a few drinks here and enjoy music and actually have a pretty good time but yeah they uh i think they just didn't have, they weren't paying rent or something, or they weren't doing yeah. something, and they got booted. But like Sean just said, which is news to me, is that they haven't even tried doing anything with so, it. They had rats. Yeah, the uh, they did. Yeah, I think so. The pond, the ducks just took over. Managing yeah, the, the Samueli family owns like most of that yeah. area, so so maybe things will change. Yeah, 
They they need. I mean, it's Anaheim. You know, it's Orange County. You got two stadiums right next to each other. Not much to do other than that, though. Yeah, you got I mean, literally three places. In, you got JT Schmidt's right across the street, and you got the two breweries by Angel Stadium. That's it. I mean, it's the the Platinum Triangle, as they call it. The Platinum uh, Triangle. There's always been big plans. Nothing's ever really happened. But yeah. I mean, you see, there's stuff. The the apartment building is there, and it's nice but weird. Yeah. Give us our Toys R Us, <laughs> Anaheim. Yeah, I mean, that's what'll get get people out there. Toys R, Toys R, Us. R Us. Um. That's what I'm talking about. Next to a cheesecake factory. But uh, you want to move on to some real baseball transactions? Some yeah. Real, Let's hear what some real stuff. Today. So Steven Strasburg, who uh, was he World Series MVP? I don't even remember. He was. He was. 100%. Was he? Yes. Okay. Not Howie. No, I remember him okay. with his kids on the field. Yeah. So um, he was a free agent, and there's some speculation he might make a return to Southern California. Yeah, I heard they were they were saying um, too that it was either the Nationals were basically gonna realistically only be able to keep one of between him and Rendon and. They chose, well, or so it seems. Steven Strasburg is coming back. Seven-year, $245 million. This is uh, considerably more than what people thought. People were thinking maybe a six-year 180. Yeah, um, and I kind of it, agree. I don't it, know. It's, it just, it's an overpay? Yeah, because it just seems like... I remember when he first came up, whenever that was, I remember watching him pitch and was just like, holy shit. Like, I remember in his debut, I think it was against Milwaukee, he struck out double digits, I think. And I remember just watching him pitch and was like, wow. And then... I know he had a good year this year, looked good, but it's like he's also had some moments over the last couple of years where he hasn't looked that good. He's a guy whose ERA has been higher than yeah. like his talent level. And I think this year he actually and put it together and he's had, he's had multiple good years. Yeah, but I also so I think they're kind of they're confident with him. I just think though this year with the Nationals, like what happened this year was was special for them. But it's not even going to, in my opinion, it's not going to come close to happening this year. I, I think they'll finish like I mean, third or baseball. fourth. It's baseball. No, I know it is, but I'm just saying like they got their chance, but it's like, and then it looks like they're probably going to lose Rendon. So they and said then, Strasburg's making a big effort to try to get him to come back. But of course, it, he already got paid. So yeah. yeah, he did. There are ways for them to be able to keep Rendon if he wants to stay there, but it's going to be hard for them. Well, my thing is, though, I'm Rendon. Be, I would, be I would prefer really to go somewhere else. You won your ring there. And in my opinion, I don't think that team's going to be that great this year, even if they have Rendon. But I think Rendon should, he's got his ring, try to see who wants to give him what he feels he deserves. Well, there's plenty of pl- plenty of potential suitors for that guy. He's yeah. probably uh, the hottest free agent on the market, besides Garrett Cole now, obviously. He's definitely the highest um, position player yeah, free agent Yeah, I was going to say he's market. the best hitter on the market. So there was some speculation that the Rangers would go after him because he's from Texas, but the Rangers yep. have said they, they made one deal already and they're kind of done. That's what I was just going to ask, actually, is where Rendon is from, because sometimes players do like to... Maybe go back to, to their home place. I mean, so. we just saw. I just saw today how Kevin Love said he wants to go play for the Blazers because he wants to go back to Oregon. Yeah, but so just stuff um, like that. But right now, I think the top two candidates have to be our local teams. Of course, the Angels are waiting on the the Garrett Cole. Yes, you know whatever you want to call this going on, where the, the Yankees have already made an offer in excess of Strasburg's. Yeah, over and two, it doesn't look like the Angels can match that. But I don't think so. At the but same time, the Angels just made a move to trade Zach Cozart. Yeah, they and their first so they have ra- a hole in the and infield. their and their 2019 first round pick. I didn't know that. Yeah, they field. they okay. traded a pick also. So it looks like yeah, they are happens. trying to yeah. they they are trying to make room. And I've heard before from actually my uh, chiropractor's actually works on Garrett Cole and is actually friends with them. Like they text each other and stuff. And he's told me before like he definitely wants to you know. It, pitch back here and be back here, whether it be for the Dodgers or angels or whatever. But to me, I just find it interesting that he, the Yankees, which is a you know prime team. I feel like kids grow up wanting to play for the Yankees draft. I mean, uh, gave him that big offer and he declined it or not declined it, but he hasn't 
you know, accepted. Makes you think. It does make you think. It makes that you think for sure. There's because 245 million is a fucking shit ton. Well, and we don't really, even know the real number. It's over 245. Yeah. So and it, Cole is probably looking at at least 300 million now. Yeah, it's that's what somebody was saying. A, yeah, it's not going to be 245 and a penny. You know, it's yeah. going to be. Yeah. It's going to be excess. But it, it of almost probably just another 40 makes million. me wonder if he's. If he has talked to other people and if he does have his sights set that, hey, I do want to come back to Southern California, I want to pitch here. Well, the scenario would be that he's willing to give somewhat of a hometown discount. That's what I was just thinking. But, yes. but Scott Boris is his agent. Also, that's another Orange County connection. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he just won't let his clients take discounts. No. Because that's, that's bad. And that's bad for the, the Angels. Yeah. That's bad for the Angels. Probably better for the Dodgers in the long run because it's still local. They're going to have more capital to dish out. And I, you know, right now, as far as base and talent is concerned and, and pedigree, Dodgers are probably a more attractive place to be, considering that Mike Trout has only won or been to one playoff game in his entire career uh, with the Angels. So it'll be but interesting to see what happens. But if you're, I, the, if you're the Angels, though, I mean, I know, I don't know what they're, like we were saying, what Moreno's money situation's like or whatnot, but if I, if you're the Angels, you have to do something this off season, because if you were able to land Cole, you've got Otani probably coming back to the mound this year, I believe, which, you know, you'd like to think he's going to be how he was when he first was pitching. And then you'd have Cole. And then it's like, you have Mike Trout. I mean, some they of those just hitters for Dylan Bundy, who, who I like. Yeah. Dylan Bundy actually oh. was really good at first. And then he just, he struggled a little bit recently, but he's got, he definitely has potential. And then you just think so if they, let me ask you a few questions real quick. Uh, you may know better than I, is it pretty solidified that Otani is going to be on the bump and out of the batter's box? Or is that kind of up in the air? I don't know. I have no I mean, research well, let, on that. I, I'm, I know, I'm curious myself. I know well, let me for, ask you this question then. If them getting Garrett Cole or not, does that sway which way Otani goes? Because if they get Cole, they may not need to rely on him on the bump. But if they don't get I, Cole, do they put him into strictly a um, – pitching role so, because they need that type of backup on the mound if, if they don't get cole i think for sure it makes them pitcher. put pressure on otani to pitch if they do get cole then i would say they still would want otani to pitch especially if he can do what he did a couple seasons ago but i don't think it would be like whoa my god okay, we're so desperate yeah, that's what i'm asking that it makes sense to me but the other thing is too is whether they get cole or not it's like i still feel like they're gonna want him to do both because I feel like they still want his bat in the lineup two or three games a week if they can, you know. Yeah. Because I know they'll never have him bat the day before he pitches, obviously, and they probably would never have him the day after. Do you think there'll be a point where after. he only does one or the other? I think if I mean, like if, if the numbers were there in the yeah. near future, if, I'm if, saying not when he gets older. Yeah. If he was if he was like throwing up light like great numbers, like if he had like his ERA was in the two somewhere and he was striking people out, and if let's say he was only batting like. 240 with you know not producing too many home runs or rbis and i think you would get to the point where you'd be like hey you're more valuable to us just having your arm well, you may you guys may disagree with this or not but i would if if i were a free agent and then i was looking at the angels market i the whole tyler skaggs thing what i would have in the back of my mind because there's going to be some stuff that happens with that front office there's going to be some stuff yeah. that happens with the teams who knows if there's money that comes into play i would have that in the back of my mind uh, if I if I, if 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 it's me, just because you really don't know how that's going to play out, I don't know if it's going to you know would dissuade someone or not, but it would be in the back of my mind. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. it's possible, but I just think the the big thing with Cole is that it's I just feel like it's I'm just going to assume 
just from him being from around here, like literally went to high school, you know, not even a half mile away from I here. I could hit a nine iron to yeah, his high school from here. About a half mile away from here. And he, uh, I just feel like it's probably was one of his dreams as a kid, you think, going to Angels games and then just thinking like, oh, one day to play for them. And it's like, maybe you uh, you get to come here and, you know, you pitch in front of your family and friends, you know, once or twice a week. Yeah. You know, also, Chavez Ravine's only about an hour down the road. So, <laughs> I don't know. You yeah, know, couple, you never know. Straight, I mean, couple straight but I will, I will say this straight up right here. If the Yankees do land him, they're – in my eyes, the clear favorite, at least to start the season, to win the World Series. Well, yeah, and they're going to be healthy. Hopefully and that's what I was just going to say also, because that, could... that team was not very healthy nope, last no year, void, and they did really very no well. Carlos Stanton. They had guys like Ursula step up. and well, they're, lo- they're losing guys, too. Yeah, no, but I'm still saying if, if they get Garrett Cole, in my opinion, they'll still be the they'll be the preseason favorite, whether you like it or not. I think they're going 100%. to be. 100%. I won't like it. Yeah, no, but I'm saying obviously, like and either, obviously being a preseason favorite doesn't mean anything. I mean, the Nationals definitely weren't a preseason favorite last year. But I'm just saying, I think for sure it'll be them if because considering they just weren't that healthy last year. Yeah. But then also, I don't even know how – can Stan even – is he still going to even be a great produ- well, productive hitter anymore? I mean, we'll, we'll talk more when we get everyone's, yeah. you know, closer to opening day, which is yeah. uh, still a good three and a half months Yeah, we, we won't really won't start getting serious tasting baseball in our mouth until like early March. I do want to – something maybe a little bit off topic, but – um talking about local high school pitchers. Uh, I did see Mark Trumbo said he'd like to try pitching again. Oh my God. Cause uh, when I was in high school with him, like we didn't, we weren't friends or anything, but we were at the same time, like different years, but uh, he was a pitcher. He was going to be this power pitcher is going to USC. Um, I don't know what something happened. He had maybe a little injury or something. The angels said, no, you're a hitter. And I would say it worked out. The guy yeah. hit 50 homers in a year. So that I'd say that worked out that he's a hitter, but he was he was a pitcher to me. Like that's what, and uh, he's cool in his thirties, and it's like, hey, why not? Like because yeah. he said the Orioles are so bad that like it could yeah. prolong your career. <laughs> too. Long, yeah, prolong your career, make a little extra cash. Especially nowadays that. with all those analytics, that's what gets some of these hitters out of the league that can't produce anymore. I mean, Jason Worth was out of the league, and I remember him having a comment saying that the nerds have ruined baseball. Yeah, well, <laughs> but yeah. it's just because they figured can. they figured hitters like him out and made them. Not that yeah. productive anymore. Yeah. Or everyone was bumping steins like the Astros. Yeah. Really <laughs> yeah. Uh, but some other deals I just kind of want to highlight. I mean, we'll go more into like the whole thing closer to the start of the season. Um, I said the Phillies before. They got Zach Wheeler, one of the top free agents on the market. Oh, the Phillies pitcher. signed Wheeler. Yeah. So five years, $118 million. They also just picked up Didi Gregorius today on a one-year. Like $14 million. $14 million. So, yeah, I mean, I that's, that. that's someone who... Had producer the Yankees in the past, but not a lot last year. A lot of injuries yeah. and stuff. Uh, Yasmani Grandal, who who left the Dodgers for just a one year deal last year, to the Brewers With finally Brewers. got his big payday. Yeah, four year, seventy three million from the White Sox. That guy's a choke artist when it comes down to it, though. I'm happy he gets paid, though. I mean, yeah, he, I, I he mean, still he, produced for the Brewers. He in the did, end. he did, and he was a great Dodger. Yep. Uh, Cole Hamels, one year, eighteen million to the Braves. So this is he's just bouncing around. It seems like he is. Braves he's need a, to try and contend. There was there was some uh, you know chatter. He'd go back to the Phillies, who were in the market for a starting pitcher, yeah. and he told the Phillies like, "I'll come if you match this offer," and they didn't or something. So, um, Jose Abreu is going to stay with the White Sox. Who he had that great rookie year hasn't been the same since. But no, he hasn't. He was still getting to be a phenom his rookie year. Still getting paid. Uh, one of Tony's heroes, Mike Mustakas, <laughs> leaving Moose. the Brewers. 
He's going to the Reds four years, $64 million, So that's, that's a good amount of money for him. Sure, he can just go hang out and die in Cincinnati like <laughs> yep. the rest of them. I yep. think the Reds, the Reds say they're all in, that they're going to make some Okay, make good. Some moves. Uh, you know, what, a, done. what a piss-poor organization so, that's been I mean, the last it, yeah, decade. Just, they, had, they had like a couple like interesting right years. Towards the tail end of Griffey's career, they had a they, couple they decent had teams. but Votto and yeah. Jay Bruce and Brandon Phillips and stuff. They, they, yeah. they had some guys. They had that year they did get to the playoffs. Yeah. They, uh, I feel like it was a couple years in a row, too. It might have been two, yeah. Because there was one year, I think it was Roy yeah. Halladay who was the one that no-hit them in the playoffs one year. RIP. And then another year, or Matt he, they, faced, was the, their, they their faced the Giants. Yeah, that was with Latos, and he melted down. Oh, yeah, as he does. Pissed. That guy used to get so pissed off. <laughs> he was just, he looked at him. First off, he had one T in his name. Yeah. Secondly, he would go out there and he just <laughs> in the first he had name. like this. He looked like a villain. He had like this bleached like blonde hair. He had like a tattoo of like barbed wire on his arm, and he just looked like an asshole. <laughs> and yeah. he would get heated if he wasn't doing good. Yeah, he, he was. He like was. A, he looked like the type of guy that tips ten percent every time he goes to a restaurant, <laughs> and nothing more. I'll tell you what, though. He uh, that year he was on San Diego. The year that Padres fell apart when they were like had a good lead going into August and just had an awful August. He was a really good pitcher that year, though. I mean, he was good for the Reds for like the first two years. Too. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of the Padres, they also made a move. Yeah, they've made a couple little you, moves. Yeah, if you saw this one, uh, they acquired Tommy Pham for one of your favorites, Hunter Renfro. I like Tommy Pham more, though. So um, so does uh, Blake Snell. Yeah, why he uh, say something? He he said something on Twitter saying, like, what, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. And then he had to apologize to Hunter Renfro and be like, I'm sorry, or into someone else. Because I think they got, they got, like, a prospect with that, too. Yeah. Because Pham. Pham is the more valuable player. Uh, I've heard the the prospect of uh, tr- uh, Padres got also. I heard is actually pretty decent. Yeah, they, they swap prospects. So well, the Padres also have the best farm system, so that's why it's good for them to like be kind and of. They've doing been that. making moves with um, they traded Urias. Yeah, to the Brewers. So I they, know they picked up Jerkus and Profar too, which will be yeah. just he's nothing anymore. I mean, he's always got potential, but he'll be one of those utility guys, especially in the National League. Comes in in the seventh, eighth inning to pinch hit late in the game or something, or give someone a day off and maybe have one of those days where he could produce and go like two for three on an off day. But I know you did enjoy Renfro, but he is a, Oh, I like Tommy American, Pham much He's an American more. league player. Oh yeah. So he needs to be a DH. That's he'll do well there. He'll be oh, fine yeah. in Tampa. Yeah. I mean, the only thing is Tampa. I mean, I guess San Diego wasn't really either, but they're not really home run hitting parks. No, but, but I mean, he needs to be a DH. Yeah. I like Tommy Pham though. Tommy Pham will make that lineup exciting. You know, Hopefully Fernando Tatis is healthy this year. I feel like Machado is going to have a better year, a little more comfortable. He got to a stretch in the second half where he got a little hot for a while, sent some home runs, and then. But we lost our uh, the char- the I keep wanting to call them the Chargers. The Padres lost their two exciting home run sluggers though that were in the middle of that lineup when they yeah. lost Reyes and then now Renfro. Well, they're they're just they weren't nationally. But players. exactly, yeah, Re- Reyes as far as I know is still on Cleveland. But yeah, he belongs I'm in, in such ba- I'm in such football mode right now that you guys said Hunter Renfro, and I'm sitting here like, what the hell are they talking about? And I realized that there's two guys named Hunter Renfro, one with a W, one with an E. One plays for the Raiders. Oh my god! Yeah, one plays for the, the <laughs> Padres. I, no, my, is the Padres guy not Hunter Renfro? Am no, that he is Hunter no, Renfro. Is. I was like, like, shit, you're right, Hunter the Clemson Ren- guy. Hunter he, Renfro he spells it like he spells it yeah. O-E. with a W. Yeah, or the, and Ren- Hunter w. Renfro, the oh baseball player with an E at the end. That yeah. Hunter mind. Renfro's are there. Yeah, Hunter Renfro on the Padres spells with. I sat here silent for two minutes, racking my brain trying to figure out what the hell was going on. But I googled it, and there is two. Hunter Renfro's. They they look not too far dissimilar either. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. 
that one threw me for surprisingly a, a the one that's bigger is the baseball player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like the the little Clemson guy. He's fun, but yeah, plays for the Raiders, so that sucks. The Renfro Bros. Yeah, literally like the full name. Could you imagine if you were that was your like your family and you just had two boys and just fuck it named them the same yeah. name? Yeah, <laughs> spelled it differently though. Like Hunter had like two E's or something. Hunter. Well, the football playing Hunter Renfro is probably best known for uh, his uh, college football playoff performances, including yeah. last oh, yeah. year. Caught the game-winning touchdown pass from Deshaun Watson. He's to a, uh, Remember that game like it was yesterday. A Clemson, a former Clemson star. And uh, they played a game this week, as did uh, a bunch of other teams in the championship games, for the conference championship games. Yes. Um, they smacked Virginia. No, no surprise. No, um, it wasn't. Ohio State struggled mightily. Against uh, Wisconsin, they did, but they definitely looked but like then they a better came, team in then the they, second it was half. Thirty-five straight or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something was crazy, something ridiculous. I think, but. yeah, it, they got two Heisman. They got two Heisman finalists on that team. They got a, a heck of a lot of talent. And but if, let me, like we were mentioned last podcast as well, let us remind you that the Wisconsin Badgers didn't give up a touchdown in like their first five games or something like that. Yeah. So they had uh, uh, a few losses later in the year, but. That's a good defense, and um, Ohio State still put it on, put put quite a few points on them. So um, that was that was a good matchup. That was a fun game that I thought was going to be a little more out of hand than it was. So it was nice to see that it was competitive. Um, it, it's yeah. I, I'm interested to see you know this this day guy that took over for Urban Meyer in his first year um, with the Buckeyes. He's still got some. Urban Meyer recruits in there. I think it's going to be a couple years before we see if he's actually the coach that we that he is living up to be right now. But he's got him in the college football playoffs, so um, got to give yep. him some credit for doing that. Have you guys looked at the early lines at all yet for those two games? I have not. No, no. The, are the the two college football playoff games? Yeah. Do you have them? So the line, the early lines I saw was Clemson. I mean, uh, LSU was like I think it was thirteen point favorites. Yeah, against I think I saw thirteen. Or Oklahoma, 13 and, a half. and so then just to let, just to just to recap before we get into it, the college football playoff final rankings came out. LSU or LSU Tigers jumped Ohio State to go to number one after putting it down on the Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, I mean I have my Which, thoughts on that. I I think that was the right thing to do. That's the number four team in the country. They knocked out of that. I agree, I, but I, I don't, yeah, I don't think Georgia's that good. So that's my only reason with that. I well, thought you it was, got a four in front of your name. No, I know, but I, I'm, I'm just still saying I, I think Georgia, when they played good teams this year, didn't really look good. I mean, the only two really good teams they played this year, I thought, was like uh, was um, Notre Dame and Clemson now, right? Did they, did they face a... I don't think Georgia played Clemson. I'm sorry, not Clemson. That's an ACC. They lost uh, to South Carolina. L- I meant LSU. They lost to South Carolina. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Hold on. LSU and Notre Dame. They probably played Florida. Too. That's what I was just thinking. If they did play Florida, and I they think played, they did, but, yeah. But I think it was a. I think I want to say it was a fairly close game. And I, mean, I don't that remember, was a no but, Felipe, no Felipe Frank. Exactly, Florida but also too, at the end right? of the day, how good is Florida? I mean, yeah. Well, they're in the. I know uh, they were. New Year's, New Year's I know they were seven, game, but yeah. I'm just saying. Well, I have some I'm problems just, with that near six. Point. I'm just saying. I don't <laughs> think Georgia's that good. <laughs> well, to round out the top four, there LSU jumps Ohio State to take over the number one seed. Ohio State falls back to two. Clemson stays at three, which I think was was was. But it doesn't matter. Two and three doesn't just doesn't matter. Who cares? There's no home field, so. Right. Yeah, but it depends on who you know. It depends on who you play there. And then Oklahoma, uh, after winning their game, their rematch against Baylor, uh, snuck in in the four seed. So here's here's my thing though with LSU. 
I just think LSU should have just been number one to going into that anyway, because they were, I think after they, what they did to Texas A&M should have actually already right then and there had them leapfrog Ohio state. Cause people should have been like, okay, they really are. My thought was that they should have canceled the sec championship game and just said, that's the first round of <laughs> one versus four. Because when I was watching Oklahoma, I'm like, this is not impressive. And they're going to sneak in. Yeah. Because the, the what's left unsaid here is Friday night. Yeah, there was that's a right. Yeah. Pac 12 championship where, uh, Oregon did beat Utah, which knocked Utah out of that spot. Yeah, and I mean, it's just, it, and when I watched like a good portion of that game, it was, I mean, Utah had almost like the, you know, they had a little bit of momentum in the second half. It looked they like did. they were going to come back, but for a team that knew if most likely if they won, they were going to go to the playoffs because knowing that Georgia had a great chance to lose to LSU, which they did, they did not come out like they wanted it. No. Oregon no. was just looked like they were playing for it. Oregon and it, definitely was a better team and, and, and it's, more. And, it, and you look back, and I mean, I know it's your alma mater, but for Oregon fans, it's, it's definitely disappointing they let that game slip away from them at ASU because yeah. they came out like they wanted it so much more than Utah did. Yep. And it's just like it would have been Oregon in there. The lonely Most Sun likely. Devils it, it used to be, on that one. It used to be that you could lose one game, and it, and it doesn't matter for them because they did lose two, yeah. but it – this year we do have three undefeateds there in the playoffs. Yeah, that's what I was talking about too. That's kind you of impressive. You don't get that cushion anymore. That's kind of that's impressive this year. That we, I, I don't know, know if it's impressive or if it's a bad state of how college football is now, where it just. Well, LSU had to go through some teams. Yeah, I mean LSU, I think, and that's the other thing too is I'll give it to them. They definitely have the hardest schedule, but I mean Ohio State, they played a couple good teams. Too. I mean they took out Wisconsin twice, played Penn State, Michigan. I mean, but I mean Clemson. I'm mean, not. Yeah, Clemson. Well, I'm just saying that the point of pretty easy. I'm not saying that they got lucky to go undefeated. It's that those teams are just so good. Yeah. That it's they're super teams now. We talk about super teams in the NBA. It's like well, these college football teams are. Yeah. See, I get that, but also Alabama's not in the college football player for the first time yeah. in the, since since it started. So that and maybe that means that the tides are turning and that there is a bigger talent pool to go around, and there's not those those crazy superstar teams that there always was because there's new guys in the mix now. And where did? I'm forgetting with Alabama. 12. Yeah, they lost because they lost. Look at the Auburn game. They lost Auburn, yeah. They did lose twice, but I was thinking like they're probably up there. Um, We're going to do like a a whole bowl special. I think that's the plan. Yeah, I think like next week, either Monday or Wednesday probably. But I did want to say some of the the New Year's Six Bowls, as they call them, um, kind of were weird this year where the teams that ended up getting into them because I don't know how they they determine, but – Obviously, whoever if, – if an ACC champion goes into the playoff, then the second-place ACC team gets to be in the Orange Bowl. Yeah. Which happened to be Virginia, who is probably bad. Like, yep. So that's a, that's a rough outing. And then the sh- was it the Sugar Bowl that has Florida in there because Florida like kind of snuck in as the second SEC team because all the other teams beat each other up. Yep. But I'm like, Florida's not better than Auburn. They're not better than Georgia. They're not better than yeah. Alabama. Florida probably no, ended the year not. like as like the five seed or six seed, didn't they? they I think they finished nine in the right? SEC or in well, the, I'm in overall the, in the rankings. Oh, because okay. they were number seven but going they, into but the they finished ranked ahead of Auburn and Alabama and yeah. probably Georgia in the end because just because and, and, they didn't lose in a while. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if I agree with this one, but and you just got some weird results. I think like Utah's in the Alamo Bowl. Too, yeah, like Utah's AR, playing Texas. It's like this is that's a shitty bowl for. Utah for someone that was just number five had a chance to be in the playoffs. Then you're going to go send them to the Alamo bowl. Yeah. Well, they should have given a shit. Who's in the Rose bowl, Oregon, Michigan. No, it's Oregon, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, Wisconsin that's right. Yeah. Okay, that'll be a good. That'll be a really. I good I think it's game. Michigan, Alabama, which is it is that's, Michigan, that's Alabama. A fun that's game. an awesome it is Michigan, game. Alabama. 
Yeah. And but then yes, was it Baylor, Georgia? I actually don't know. That that would sound right. Baylor should get that. I think it, I think that was what I saw. Yeah. Anyway, but we'll discuss it more and we're gonna give uh just picks, just straight ups, no spreads, I think, just who we think will win the game and see who does. Yeah. I think for better. the playoff the playoffs we will. For the playoffs do spreads? Yeah. All right, but I think but I think the playoffs will be because all the something. all the bowl pools because we'll the, talk about the playoffs outside of the bowl specials. Yeah, well. all the bowl pools I've ever done in my life have always been uh like you just it's just pickums and stuff because I mean it's too many spreads because a lot of times there are upsets in it because you do yeah. get your teams I mean, that don't okay, give a how about shit for the special. We'll just we're just doing pick, but we'll talk about those games. Yeah, outside of that bowl special. Yeah. All right. That's the plan. So I like it. We're making it up as we go. There's going to be some good college football talk coming. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah that'll be got... that'll be its own episode. So look for that. Three the bowl special game. So you football fans out there, just uh, maybe if you do, or you are doing a pool, whether it be for work or with some you're friends, whether it's fun or for money. In. Yeah, you'll want to. That will be the listen. real granddaddy of them all. Yeah. Screw the Rose Bowl. You listen to that show. That'll be the granddaddy of them all. Absolutely. All right. Well, I think that's that's it for. College football, at least the uh, regular yeah. season here. Uh, the Heisman Trophy should be this week, and don't think, even watch. You know yeah. what happens. Joe Burrows yeah, has already over. won by a mile. Yeah, which is unfortunate because it just seems not not that he's winning, but the recent years it just seems like the guys going into the Heisman are like minus one thousand, yeah, two thousand favorites, and it's like I just want there to be one time where it's like there's two guys that are like one's plus one fifty and one's plus one eighty, and you're just like, who the fuck's gonna win this? Yeah. But we just don't get that. It's like, yeah. you know, whatever. Yeah. So, sometimes there's more controversy this year, though. You got to give it to Joe Burrow. He's definitely Joe the best Burrow's player in the country. He's well, and he's well-deserving of it. I mean, you have a situation like last year where through, what, probably 10 weeks, Tua seemed like that. Yeah. And yeah, that was towards the end of the year oh. when he slowly started uh, It started going into Kyler Murray's. I, I would give more credit to Kyler Murray than I would take away credit from Tua, though. Kyler was, was yeah. unstoppable. Yeah unstoppable force all right well i think we're uh gonna move on to football and let's talk get to towards our our we were on talk football but the nfl are the guys that get paid to play well although some of those college guys probably get paid we to don't play know also. yet it's not college basketball it's not that bad <laughs> yeah so we got quite a few games to talk about here it was a good weekend in in, in the nfl and uh, week 14, so we're coming down to playoff time here. A lot of playoff inc- implications throughout these games. A lot of teams got eliminated this week. A lot of teams got eliminated as well. A couple upsets and um, some surprising performances. But we'll start with the Thursday night game. The Cowboys and the Bears. Cowboys continue to stink the place up. Just a lot of drama in Big D. Um, it was It was an interesting game to watch. They spread they spread the ball around quite a bit, uh, but they hit a Bears team that was is hot right now. Trubisky uh, on Thursdays. Yeah, just, just bet that. Except he's the only guy that does well on Thursdays. Yeah, and he was lucky he was had the uh, was the home team here. Uh, Bears have won five of uh, four of the last five after losing four straight in weeks five through nine. So the the Cowboys are catching some teams on a hot streak, just like they did with the Bills. Uh, who I think were on a little bit of a heater when they caught them also. But the Cowboys just can't seem to string it together. Jerry Jones is obviously pissed off. Jason Garrett's already has a foot out the door. I don't know why they just don't can his ass now. Uh, I, I don't get what he's doing with that. But I, I guess it's because he's They're like a son. I was Jerry place. Jones. They are in first place. I was just so going to say, I almost don't even know if you can can him yet. 
I think you have to. Although then see, again, see, then then again, there was a soccer game today, Napoli, and they won to move on in the Champions League, and they fired their coach. So I mean, <laughs> some people, if they feel the job needs well, to be done, you got to just do it. A lot of t- uh, they're in a terrible division, obviously, but oh, yeah. a lot of teams, uh, I think, would be would obviously be happy to be in their situation. But I think we all know deep down he's going to get canned after this season anyways. So my perspective is why are we yeah. delaying the inevitable That's when true. it's going to happen already anyways. And it just But seems- he's got a lot of I mean who's he looking at? I heard him talking about Urban Meyer. Somebody asked him about Urban Meyer and he said they haven't spoke with him, but he said that they are interested in him. So he's already talking about new coaches. I almost wonder if like the reason why he hasn't canned Garrett is because obviously obviously what Andy just said how they are somehow still in first place and it's like I feel like, you know, you always got to be optimistic. I feel like in Jerry Jones's eyes, he might be like, believe like, you know what? Yeah, he's not doing good, but we still, in my eyes, we still, we have a, a team that has talent on it. Maybe we do still win this. Cause if obviously if Garrett left, you'd have to have an intern coach or whatever. Maybe he's just like, we'll just keep Garrett here. And, uh, just let maybe him bide we, his time. Yeah. Maybe we win the division. If they win the division, even if it's at like seven and nine or eight and eight, that is a, uh, First, that's a home game in the first round. Yeah. And so you figure maybe they do win that game, and the next thing you know, you're in the you know, NFC semifinals. And then, I mean, who knows what could happen? Anything could happen after that. But I just well, feel like he feels like it'll just ruin things or it's them completely giving up on the season. It's maybe. hard to place blame, too, because they're not getting it done on either side of the ball. Yeah, exactly. They're 0-7 when trailing at half this year. Yeah, that's bad. They, they can't. They but can't also, come back. That's kind of coaching too, right? That, well, that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. it the defensive coaching or is it the offensive coaching? Because they're 0 and 7 when trailing at half. Uh, but also that they, they, they had that interception early in the game this week. That's their first takeaway in five games. So they're not taking the ball away on defense. They're not stopping anybody on defense. They're losing to who should be bad teams, uh, and they're just kind of spinning their wheels with more talent than I think we could all agree any other team in the NFL on both sides of the ball as a, as a, as a collective unit, all, you know, 22 guys, they got more talent than most. So, uh, but I, I will give some credit to the bears. Trubisky, three Still touchdowns in the, through the air, one, one on the ground. He, where's his legs been all year? <laughs> they even asked him about it in the post game. He, you know, I'll just give what the defense takes me, blah, blah, blah. But if you're Matt Nagy, you know that the guy can make plays off schedule, can uh, make some stuff happen with his legs. And he showed that this week. So I'd love to see a little bit more of that out of the Bears uh, who need him because the defense has not been as stout as they were uh, through maybe the first six, seven weeks of the season. But it was a good game to watch. Um, I thought it was it was fun. It was entertaining. It's always kind of weird to see Jerry Jones uh, up there in the press box or in his in his booth when he's not in the in the in his royal suite yeah. at Jerry World, but he was getting pretty pissed up there, slamming his fist on the on the table in front of him, and so you know, always drama in Big D. That's for sure. Always drama in Big D. Uh, but another actually really good game that we thought was probably going to be a stinker uh, was Dolphins Jets. That one ended up twenty one twenty two. Uh, Jets took down the Dolphins. Ryan Fitzmagic is still at the helm. Game-winning field goal, too. Game-winning field goal also. Where the hell is Josh Rosen? Has he been hurt? (laughs) No, no. They traded for him. His time is coming gone. Josh Rosen will be in one of those Canadian leagues or something. Well, he always said his, his, his sporting dream was to play center court at Wimbledon. So I don't think you could trust him. It's an interesting offseason story. Like 
I mean, he'll be available. Like if some team wants yeah. to give the Dolphins, yeah, because the Dolphins rounder. are definitely going to want to draft a quarterback. You can't. Yeah. And also, I did see today that Jordan Love did announce that he is going to the draft. Okay, so there's going to be a few good yeah. quarterbacks. He's, out he's one of the top quarterbacks to be looked at from Utah State. So yeah, there's definitely going to be options. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen with Tua because of his health. Joe Burrows is obviously going to be up there. So it'll Herbert, Andy's favorite guy. So we'll see. They're, they're, they're definitely going to have their options because even though, I mean, they're going to be a top five pick and not all those teams that are going to be ahead of them probably want a quarterback. Yeah. Like the I can't imagine the Giants want a quarterback or the Redskins. You know, they're going to be – and it's one of those guys that's going to go after, obviously, I think Chase Young. Yeah, they'll have some – well, yeah, they'll have some some decisions to make depending on who gets the first pick. I think if the Bengals get the first pick, obviously Burrow goes first. But yeah. if not – And then Chase also that Young. would make it so Dalton's available – you know, he's he's basically showing trying a to show team, his worth still. If they did that, a team would pick him up if, yeah, are, if he wasn't on the Bengals anymore, if he didn't take a backup role and start him somewhere. Yeah. I agree with that. But another the, the real story for that game, Le'Veon Bell inactive on behalf of Andy and ourselves, the fantasy owners of the world. Appreciate you, Le'Veon. Yeah. Mainly because he was seen at 1 a.m. the same day of the game at a nightclub partying. When he supposedly was bowling. inactive, he was bowling. Well, a lot of those nightclub, a lot of those places have like bowling is like a party at <laughs> yeah, a lot of places. It's, they were he was partying. It was one a.m. So uh, did, he bowled a two fifty one. That's what I was just gonna say. He just <laughs> yeah. had a quote that said he brushed it off saying I bowled a two fifty one. Like who cares? <laughs> and I mean, hey, I, that's a good game. I mean, I've bowled not to toot my horn. I've bowled better than that. I have bowled a two seventy nine when I was. This is like a perfect story 19. for you. Well, not as good as a two sixty nine. Still true. have a Le'Veon Bell jersey. I do a Pittsburgh one. Frame that so here's the thing with like my jersey. Like, I have a Le'Veon Bell jersey and two Palomalu jerseys. I would still obviously the Palomalu ones I would wear proudly anywhere I go, even if yeah, I was at like a, right someone's there. baptism or something. But the Le'Veon Bell one I still would wear proudly. Bring him back, and he's gonna Brown, be available. I would not, he will be well. I guess that's what we're getting at yeah. is he just got his contract here with the Jets and he's obviously not feeling it. Oh no, he's pulling a little bit of a Jalen Ramsey and oh, that, my back hurts type deal. That's but like, you can kind of just sense that. It's not going to work out for him in New York. No, he doesn't care. Now that's and that's what I love about these guys too, because it's like Bell wanted out. He goes to a place like, yeah, I'm going to make this Jets place awesome, and he's already over it. They're a bad team. Odell Beckham goes to Cleveland, like, fuck yeah, dude. Me and Baker Mayfield are just going to like kiss each other every game and have the best season ever. Still and might. he's already said he wants. He's still, there's been sources that he's supposedly said during games to yeah, quarterbacks to and other G. teams to like, G, I'll come here, come get me. Yeah, yeah. So, he's told coaches that too. And I mean, th- there's no discipline on that team. The no. fact that he would wear. Million dollar watches. He's telling teams that he's going against, come get me. And it's just like, yeah. dude, what is happening in that playground? They no, call the Cleveland good. Browns. It's not good. We'll get to them in a little bit as well. But yeah, Le'Veon, probably not going to be a Jet for much longer, I would think. Yeah, he needs to be on a good team. they can make it happen. They're going to have to ditch his contract. But I think there'd be a lot of teams that would be willing to take even that contract. Even if he was on like so. a mediocre team. Like even if he was like the running back for like the Bears or something. That would be like good yeah. for him, I think. You know, it's like yeah. just the Jets are just bad, and we knew they were going to be bad. Yep, and they are. And Adam Gase probably should not be a head coach in the NFL. I, I took the over on the Jets. I, <laughs> Adam Gase is a very weird guy, <laughs> and that's the other thing too. Is Adam Gase? I mean, I just I oh, look he at was that just guy. A high when he did that, that press. That can't be a Nothing guy. Wrong that, with that. He, that guy can't be a guy that these players respect, though. As well, no, I'm he's, at. he's not. He's you not just a, look at him. He's just a guy. strange, yeah, awkward guy, and it's like there's. You don't look at Adam Gase and just be like, oh, I respect that man. You look at Adam Gase like, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? Yeah, yep. yeah. So, uh, anyways, we'll see what happens with both of those teams come draft day because 
they're both going to have some pretty big picks. So that'll be interesting. Again, final in New York. Dolphins 21, Jets 22. We're talking all this shit, and they got the victory this weekend. But, uh, yeah, some drama there in New York. Uh, next game was probably, I would say, the, the most exciting game of the weekend. Uh, Niners-Saints. That had yeah. some. That was a big NFC matchup that eventually could come down to NFC Championship uh, at the end of the year if 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 they if if the the seedings work out that way. But back and forth game there. Saints jumped down to an early lead. Final score ended up being forty eight forty six on a last uh, second field goal set up by a beautiful uh, catch and run by George Kittle. Yeah, he had a good uh, game. He's he's a monster. He is a monster. He was out there. You know, he's a big WWE uh, F fan. WWE? WWE, WWE now, right? WWE. So he was just out there suplexing dudes on that run. He got his face mask pulled. Didn't give a shit. Just kept going. So that was cool way to end it. Um, but it was a, it was definitely an offensive duel. Duel. Drew Brees, three hundred forty nine yards and five touchdowns. Jimmy Garoppolo, three hundred forty nine yards and two and four touchdowns. So not much defense. Uh, in this game for two teams that I would say pride themselves on their defense. One thing that I thought was really interesting about this game was the Niners have consistently this year been a running team. And the Saints, it was pretty clear to me um, that their game plan was to take away the run. They have not, the Saints have not allowed a 100-yard rusher in 35 straight games. That's impressive. So that's impressive right there. But what I take from that is that since the Niners are such heavy, uh, rely so heavy on the run, I think it's a testament to Jimmy Garoppolo dropping dimes, uh, three forty nine and four touchdowns because it's it's no secret they're a run heavy team. Jimmy Garoppolo gets the job done, but he never puts up astonishing numbers. So for them to come in and have uh, their their big run game pretty much cut off at the head, I think is a big t- testament to Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, and they continue to prove themselves when I think some people write them off as uh, maybe not one of the elite teams in the NFL. So uh, it, that was a pretty cool game. Again, Alvin Kamara, where you at, Alvin? Hasn't scored a <laughs> touchdown since week three. Dude, okay, really quickly, sorry. Yeah. My dad and I, I've been doing fantasy football with my dad forever, and yep. we have always had the curse that the first, because the first pick in that league, you always want a running back, because rushing touchdowns in that league, they've just done it forever at 11 right. points. So it's rush touchdowns are huge. And we have always been like cursed with who we pick. We'll always pick a running back that actually was like fairly good the year before. And it curses them. And this year, of course, we had Kamara. And it's just like, dude, like what happened? Where was that Kamara that, the last two years? That? And that's a, still a great pick. I think you stand by that pick in the draft, right? Before oh, yeah. the year. But he uh, just, he hasn't done it this it's, year. Yeah, it's just, and, and it's opened up Latavius Marita. He gets the bulk of the carries, to be honest. He has. They just Let, put Kamara in to like throw to him. So. When I when I when I think about that, the fact that Alvin Kamara has not had a um, touchdown since Week Five, Drew Brees went down in Week Two. Yeah, Teddy Bridgewater went five and zero with pretty much out without pretty much Alvin Kamara at all. Yeah. That's impressive. That's what I think of when well, when I hear that stat. Now that we're talking about it too, that's another guy that's going to be going to a different team next year. Bridgewater He'll definitely get a contract. Made, he definitely made his statement this year when he went five and zero and. There's definitely going to be teams out there that are going to go after him. So there's going to be a lot of interesting stuff this next season with quarterbacks going to new places. And then uh, 
Because, I mean, Nick Foles, you have to think, him and Gardner Minshew can't stay on the same team. One of those guys has to Well, no, I neither know. of them no, should be Nobody's playing. taking Nick Foles, uh, Big Dick Nick's contract, dude. They pay that guy way too much money. Yeah, well. I think. That's going to be a tough situation. I know, but, for, I mean, they've already said he's done for the, for the year for Minshew. So, I mean, it's interesting to see what Jacksonville's plan is going to be there. Well, the but I do agree with Andy. I mean, Minshew's, Keep him on the bench, pay him his money, because nobody else is going to take yep. the contract. That's what I would think. What a ride for Nick Foles, huh? Mm-hmm. Just all Good this money, him, wins the Super Bowl. Massive penis, apparently. It's like, it's, yeah, what he's a guy. Yeah. Yep, big dick Nick. What a guy. Yep. Anyway, Nick before Foles. we all just get all here lost in thought thinking about big dick well, Nick's it's, dick. You know, it's, it's, his name rhymes with dick holes, so it probably wasn't a great ride for him as a kid. But look at him now. Millionaire, yeah. Super Bowl champion. Good for, good for you, BDN. Uh, so, yeah, that was an awesome game to watch. Big, big time NFC playoff implications. Two teams that, again have a chance to meet in the NFC championship game if seating works out. So, uh, and, uh, a couple good defenses and, and, it, and it's some dueling quarterbacks, which I enjoyed watching. Also love George Kittle. Gotta love that guy. Uh, another big time matchup was, uh, Ravens bills. Um, the Ravens went into Buffalo and took the bills down 24, 17. My big thing from that game I, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I love a good troll. A good trolling is 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 more satisfying than than a lot of things in life. And Lamar Jackson came out for uh, warm up or for the start of the game wearing white sleeves. Which, if that doesn't mean anything to you, oh, okay. I don't know if you picked up on that or not. But That's very deceptive. Very deceptive, right? So the 49ers uh, announcer obviously got a game suspension for mentioning the fact that the reason that Lamar Jackson is so good at play action fakes <laughs> is because the pigment of his skin matches that of the pigment of the pig skin. See what I did there? Tied that all yeah. in. Yeah. Okay, There's a lot, of, a lot of pigs I'm there. A word, I'm a word smith. A couple more of those pigs. We're getting a bad a wolf in here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that was. I thought that was interesting. I, I just turned on the game and saw that and laughed my ass off because he's obviously trolling the guy that said that about him. Uh, that was pretty funny. That was my main storyline to uh, for that game. Yeah. Yep. So uh, Ravens are on a nine-game win streak. Don't know if you guys saw that or not, but they are freaking rolling. And uh, I would say they're probably the best team in the NFL right what, now. What is their record now? Eleven and two. Eleven and two. Eleven They've and got two. they got Jeez. the number one seed. Yep. They're, yeah, they got the number one seed wrapped they're up. They're rolling, man. Pretty much. Well, they don't have it wrapped up. I said pretty much. I said pretty much. Listen to the end there, Andy. Pretty much. <laughs> it's the NFL, man. Anything can happen. Uh, I thought something that was interesting from this game, though. Bills have a stout defense, uh, so it, it was a challenge for Lamar Jackson. He did hurt his quad, apparently. So we'll see how that kind of plays out, but um, yeah, that's we, t- a, we go ahead, Anthony. No, I was just gonna say really quick about that is because yeah. they are in a short week this week, and he's believe playing. it or not, yeah, I know he's playing, but believe it or not, the Jets have the uh, uh, apparently the number one rush defense. Somehow they only give up like 75, 76 rush yards a game. So I mean, if he's not going to be, really? I mean, I'm not, and I'm not trying to sit here by any means. After saying, that Saints stat I just popped out. Yeah, maybe. I mean, yeah, Crazy. I don't know if they are anymore, but they yeah. they were at least going into this week, right? And uh, what I'm just getting at is, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say anything wild and say the Jets are going to beat them because I don't believe that. But right. I'm just saying, like, it will be interesting to see how he does play because this is kind of one of those weeks where you almost think, like, okay, we, we just got to win. We don't need to, like, we don't need to, like, do anything too wild. Just make sure he doesn't get hurt more and just beat down on this 
Jets team or whatever. And short week, you know, it could be interesting. Yep. Yep. Should be interesting. And I will say I counted, I counted too, because a couple weeks ago we mentioned how uh, in that three game span or in that however many game span, they had only punted three times. And Robert Griffin was on the field for all three of those punts. They punted seven times against the Buffalo Bills. So testament to the Buffalo Bills who Sean McDermott's got those guys playing pretty well. And I could see them making a decent playoff push. Um, like I said a couple weeks ago, Josh Allen, you never know when he's good for an 80-yard touchdown run. So that was good for them. Uh, a game that you wanted to talk about, Andy, that I kind of skipped over there. I apologize. We'll, we'll, we'll backtrack just a touch. Was uh, the Broncos, who came out to a real hot start with Drew Locke in his first start against um, the Houston Texans. Final score there was 38-24 with the Broncos traveling to Houston. So, um, yeah, I think that was like 28 nothing or 24 nothing, like right away. They got out to a big lead. Crazy. Just not expecting that. Like, I actually, in like my personal picks, I did pick Denver. I think they were eight and a half point underdogs or something. Yeah. And, um, I didn't pick them to win. <laughs> <laughs> they covered. I didn't, I didn't see that. Some. A lot of the sharp Wasn't guys. Was, bet. A lot of the sharp guys I was listening to that live in uh, Vegas that do like podcasts and stuff that are professional gamblers. A lot of them liked uh, Denver also because they just talked about how you know Houston coming off a big win against New England. Like, what would the motivation be for them against Denver? Yeah. And also, they do face Tennessee this week, so you could all you also had a little bit of a look ahead situation yep. because that game is now for sole possession of first place. They're both eight and five now. And uh, yeah, Denver just came in there, but it's like, and we mentioned it, I think it was two weeks ago. We said, when are we going to see Drew Locke? And now we've seen Drew Locke and he's two and oh. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty impressive, man. So yeah, they got out to that big lead and they got it that they got a pretty stout defense too. So yeah, their defense has actually been doing very well. Yeah, I think and, over and the no, last month uh, no or so. Nick, uh, wasn't Bradley Chubb out for the year earlier? And this yeah, season Chubb's too, been out so. for the year, and I'm not sure if uh, well, Miller's been last in there. Week, but I don't know if yeah, I don't yeah. know if he played this week, but yeah. So fun game to watch. Um, Texans. They either look like the best team in the NFL or the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, there's really no in between for them. Well, they play the Titans twice in the next three weeks, so that'll be a real. That, that's test. actually we know wild who's going to win that division based on who wins those games. That's yeah. that's so wild how that ended up happening. How the schedule yeah. worked out that way that you play the same team in a three, twice in a three week span. I mean, the Steelers did it with the Browns, and it's just like it's just so crazy to think that. But like at this point, this is literally for the division because that final yep. game will be the final game. Yep. yep. And I remember that'll last year in that same AFC South was the um, Titans played the Colts in the final game of the year. It was it, They'd made it the Sunday night game, and that was to decide the division back when uh, Andrew Luck was playing. So it's kind of wild to think again that they might be in that same exact situation again. It might go down to that might be the Sunday night game again, and it'll be for the division. And loser yep. might not make the playoffs because it might be the Steelers and Bills yep. in those other two spots. So it's pretty crazy how the AFC South – is one of those quiet divisions that seems to always give us some excitement there at the end. It does. In week 16, too. It always seems to be at the end of the year. Yeah, and, and, at the very end, for you, whatever reason, the AFC South is like, here we know, are. You know, week 16, you normally watch some trash football. A lot of guys are sitting guys. doesn't mean for mean anything for a lot of people. Uh, but, yeah, that AFC South is one that's always interesting. So, again, fun game to watch. Final in Houston was 38-24 Broncos over the Texans. Uh, game we want to touch on really quickly for just a number of reasons. Uh, the Browns traveled to Cincinnati to take on uh, their in-state rival, the Cincinnati Bengals. They pulled the victory off 27-19. Um, nothing really to talk about for the game itself. 
with those two teams, but there was a lot of extracurriculars in the media that might be worth touching. Uh, Baker Mayfield calls out his training staff for how they treated OBJ and his injuries. I just, you know, why, why don't say anything? Baker once again puts his foot in his mouth. Uh, I think he just needs to play football and shut the hell up. He every weekend, every week you see him in his his weird looking hair and his stupid coat in the post game interview, and he's always got something dumb to say. So uh, I I just wish he would shut up and play football because he's a damn good football player. OBJ, is he unhappy in Cleveland? Sure does seem like it. He's not catching any touchdown passes. He's not getting the targets that he wants. They're undisciplined. They're, I'm sure they're questioning their coaching staff. Uh, they're pulling out games, and nobody's talking about them winning games. Everyone's talking about how pissed off is Baker Mayfield. Who's Baker Mayfield pissed off at now? Does OBJ even want to be there? Is Freddie Kitchens doing what he needs to do to uh, – to get the Browns to the playoffs. They still got a shot, but they're definitely not running the table like we said two weeks ago. So a lot going on there. Um, and I just, I'm, I, you know, I, they got so much talent that it almost leaves me speechless because it seems like they're just a bunch of idiots in Cleveland. And I don't, I don't really know what they're doing over there, but silence from the from the from the gallery on the yeah. cleveland on the cleveland i mean yeah I've, I've just been tired of hearing about cleveland all year they yeah just, I, well i mean I, that, that's all to, they ended up becoming like going into the season they were you know a team that a lot of people had big expectations for and i remember the funny thing is i remember hearing before the season started the the vegas the caesars i think it was had come out and said the two teams that people were throwing the most money on to win the super bowl like fan money was the browns and the bears so it's just kind of funny because you look at neither of those teams are going to make the playoffs and it's just kind of funny to think like those were the two teams that like fans were all high on and stuff. And it was just like the Browns, you know, they expected Mayfield was going to, you know, carry them and Odell Beckham into like the, and you know, they do have talent on the team. Like, don't get me wrong, but you know, that team, it's just, it was the, they don't have the right guy coaching it. And it's just, there's no discipline there and it's, they're just not ready yet. And I don't even know if they're even going to get an opportunity to keep this team around. Cause there's all that stuff about Odell Beckham seems like he wants to leave. And yeah, I can't yeah. imagine kitchens is there another year. I imagine well, he's fired the day the season's over. I think a lot of Browns fans from what I hear saying, Oh, you know, it's only one year. You can't just judge a guy by one year. Well, that's crap when you got the type of, well, no, it's uh, unfortunately it was judged by one year and it's going to be, it's, I think so too, but I'm talking about the Browns faithful. That yeah. happened to be thinking that. Yeah. And, well, you know, I had to try I, to be optimistic for I'll years. I'll see him. Yeah. I'll see him. I, I could see him canning Dorsey too. He put together a real, real, real solid squad. Probably one of the most talented teams in the NFL, but can't get a rain on these guys. And so, yeah. well, there was another thing that happened in that game or after the game that we found out about, which is uh, tied into the next game we're going to talk about, which was the Bengals calling out the New England Patriots for filming. Um, their sidelines in the press box, which obviously is illegal in the NFL. Now, I don't know if you guys saw the statement released by Bill Belichick, but he didn't deny it. He didn't deny it. Obviously, they've been um, accused of this before. They've been found guilty of this before. And from pretty much what I gathered from Bill Belichick was, yeah, we're going to try and cheat as much as possible as long as we can get away with it. And ask for forgiveness when it ha- when it's when when we get caught, because he did not know. deny it. He did not deny it. That is what he said. But yeah, but they're saying that they're 
they're not filming that. They're filming, and they just happen to catch stuff. Right. So okay. That's so their defense. <laughs> that's their defense, right? They're 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 taking the, they're taking that high road out. But I think we all know that they're much smarter than that, and that's probably what they were doing in the first place. But it's just funny to see that that like kind of like he that that plausible deniability where no we were just filming and it happened to be on the sidelines and you know we don't know it's an independent guy that we hired to do the filming and and uh you know we're not watching it we're just filming it we're not watching it we're just filming it so i don't know i i love tom brady and uh we talked about this a couple weeks ago you ain't cheating you ain't trying but it's just funny because they get caught and they don't deny it is the nfl gonna do anything i don't know i guess we'll find out but that was just interesting. Um, and the Patriots picked up another loss this week. Uh, Chiefs in came into town. They took down the pass 23-16. to 16. Um, Tom Brady obviously has no weapons around him. James White can't even really catch the ball out of the backfield. Sony Michelle's not doing anything. Julian Edelman's Julian Edelman is a great receiver, but he's got to have a battery mate, and he just doesn't have it right now. Tom Brady went for 169 yards and a touchdown and obviously didn't get it done against the Chiefs, who do not have a good defense. Yeah. They do not have a good defense. They're a type of team that Tom Brady should be picking apart, but he doesn't have anybody around him. Chiefs are finding a way to win, and what's impressive about it is Mahomes isn't throwing for 400 yards and four touchdowns a game. Uh, he's, He's doing it with some modest numbers. Modest for him, not for a lot of quarterbacks. But um, they proved they can hang with a lot of people. There was some controversy at the end of the game with the Nikhil Harry touchdown. Uh, that I don't know if you guys saw that. He was clearly in bounds. I heard about the controversy, but I did not oh, see it. So he was clearly in bounds by, by about six inches. The referee called him out of bounds, and it was right at the five-yard line. Patriots had no timeouts to challenge the play, and it wasn't under the two minutes where it's automatically <laughs> reviewed. So time the guy alive. didn't call it a touchdown. It wasn't a touchdown. Patriots maybe should have won this game. I don't feel bad for the Patriots. No, no, I'm not, not. going to blame it on the referees. I mean, did they get boned? Yes. I mean, it's just obvious. You watch everything the, you there, watch though. The it's tape. like, especially if it's that close. I mean, everything. It's bang bang calls. If that, if that ref truly felt at that moment that he thought he was out of bounds, it calls him out of bounds. It's just unfortunate that it's like he didn't let the for the Patriots that he didn't let the play go and the play should have went. But you, you got to see it. It's not like. Like, let me get three camera angles and see if his foot was in. It's like, oh, well, he was clearly in. There was no white yeah. next to his shoe. So, again, I'm not, yeah, I don't some- feel bad for the Patriots because there's the guys. Um, I also heard, and I don't, I forget it was for the Patriots or for the Chiefs, but there was a 10 yard penalty and the refs only moved the ball five yards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, there was a lot of issues in that game. Nevertheless, um, Pats dropped two in a row after a 10 and one start. Yep. So mm-hmm. are the Pats cheaters? Probably yes. Do I feel bad that they got boned by the refs? Absolutely not. I have so. to agree. Fun game to watch. Uh Tom Brady needs some weapons. Yeah, he's uh he definitely does. I mean, they were, you know, he just that that offense, I'm sorry, just I know they always seem to work magic when the calendar flips to January, but yeah. I don't think so this year. Yeah. Because I would actually like just truly, I think, hate the NFL forever if somehow the Patriots won it this year because I just, that team is not a championship team. Like, yeah, the defense looked good early in the year, but we always talked about the soft schedule. I mean, it's still a good defense, but 
you know, don't let's not compare this to any of like the like the seventies, eighties, like Bears, like Steelers no. type defenses and stuff. And As, then yeah, no, talent wise, especially. Also, it's like he just doesn't have the weapons. I mean, Julian Edelman, it's like he's one of those receivers that in my opinion, I just don't think he's like he's not like your number one guy. Like somebody you're throwing jump balls to, like a you know, think of a number one like Julio Jones and Odell Beckham or yeah. No, like he's not. Michael That's what Thomas. I'm saying. Like, those are guys have a that you think mate. of like are number ones. It's like Julian Edelman, exactly. He needs to be like the two guy or even like the three guy. Like he needs somebody else he needs to have to, them focus on him. That's needs, when he does his damage. He, when he does his drunk. He does his damage when he's got somebody going deep, taking away the safety. So yeah. they got to double cover him and then he could come across the middle and just yeah, blast everybody exactly. across the field because nobody can keep up. But when it's just him, yeah, he's exactly. not the guy. He doesn't, and Brady doesn't have other targets. You but know, that's so. how a lot of guys like that, those small slot guys are. Wes Welker, he had Demarius Thomas, he had Randy Moss, guys like that. It's, it's, uh, you got to have something around him. So don't feel bad for the Pats. They pick up their second loss in two weeks after starting 10 and 1. We'll see how they, they are come playoff time. Uh, Andy, you may have the floor. Chargers Jaguars. Chargers flew to Jacksonville. Uh, Drew, uh, Drew Brees, Jesus. Uh, what's his name? Philly Rivies. The quarterback. Philly yeah. Rivers went down there, talked some shit, and pulled off the victory 45-10. They had like a 90-yard touchdown in that game, didn't they? Uh, Eckler had like an 86-yard screen pass. He had... 101 uh, yards rushing and 112 on the ground. He had eight touches for like touches. 700 yards. Yeah. It was it was an incredible game from, from him. Um that's you know, that's a, it's a good good one of the good points of the season. Yeah. Not much else. Uh what do you a think? dominating win for a so, four and eight. Okay, you're a you're a Charger fan, Andy. What do you think happens next year? Is Rivers still the yeah, quarterback there next ask. year? That was gonna be my question. I, I think the ideal situation is that they do draft Tua and he sits a year and they So I was actually listening to something, and this was before the Tua injury, or it might have been right at the Tua injury. I can't remember. But someone had said the same thing that because of that injury. If Tua did slip all the way down to like we're we're right now to the They're Chargers looking right now. So if he did slip there, and if that's the case, I think you do it. If Tua's there at your tenth pick, I think you absolutely grab Tua. Yeah, I mean, the, oh, if he falls that far, for sure. There's there's enough talent at most positions around them to make a Super Bowl run. That only happens if you have a good quarterback. And yeah, especially in today's <laughs> maybe NFL, maybe you take the gamble. Today's NFL, you definitely need a quarterback. I mean, there was you know we saw the years when it was like Brad Johnson won one, Trent well, Dilfer won one, need the quarterback. Gross, Grossman perform. got there, but like today's NFL, you definitely need. I, I saw a clip today, <laughs> and I love Philip Rivers just for the, tr- the trash talk. I just think that's awesome. And on that ninety-yard touchdown, somebody hit him. Uh, yeah, he took a huge shot. It was a, a screenplay. They let it. The it was come in. He yeah, took he got, a big shot, and he got up and started yelling in the guy's ear, and they were all mic'd up. Both guys were mic'd up. Funny enough, whoever for Jacksonville, and then Philip Rivers also. Yeah. And then he's yelling in the guy's ear, and the and the referee comes up, and literally you can hear him on tape go, "Get the fuck out of here!" And he said that to Philip Rivers. Yeah. The ref said he, that. Yeah, the ref said that to Philip Rivers. It's him initiating it. It is, and no, and the guy, the defender for the Jags, was like, "He's talking shit to me." The guy, yeah. the, the the ref's like, "Yeah, I know. I don't know what he's what he's doing." So I thought that was pretty funny interaction that was caught on tape, but. You know, the Dagnabbits and the Son of the Guns and all that. So That's what's I, so funny, too, I, is he doesn't fan. cuss. So it's like all that talking, it's like it must really get in those guys' head because he, he's like Flanders from well, fucking this, he just The Simpsons. Going, he, he walked up to him and just kept going, 90-yard touchdown, 90-yard touchdown. And he was screaming in his ear, and he got an F-bomb from the from the ref, which I'm sure you don't hear very often. But yeah, I'm sure you do. Uh, I'm sure those guys are all cussing each other. You think the refs, too? 
Yeah, I mean, I watch some of these like soccer games, and these soccer guys blatantly tell these refs to fuck off. It's like, I think these refs have to like, depending on who the ref is, you get yourself a nice Jersey New York ref. He'd be like, especially, "Fuck me, fuck you." Yeah, especially in hockey too. Especially oh, hockey you hear, for Get sure. in the fucking box. Those are all those Canadians and stuff. They're all yeah. yelling at each and, other. And then and then Mason Hockey's Rudolph. All East Ma- Coast and then you guys. get Mason Rudolph on the field, and it gets like you know real racist. Yeah, well. so it's we don't want to cross that line. Uh, but I will I will pop a stat out for you guys. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars have lost five straight games by 17 points or more each. Mm. Not a great time to be a – well, let me rephrase that. Never, Never been ever been a great time to be a Jacksonville Jaguars fan? Uh, Maybe when Mark Brunel was at the helm? Yeah, there was that the op- old optimism that year when they went like 15-1 and one or they whatever. They did. And then there was optimism a couple years ago. And didn't they, they lose the in the first round of the play, uh, of the playoffs too that year? They well, not the first round. No, I think it went to the championship been, game. They, they lost to the John Elway. They had a first round bye. No, that year is when the Jaguars lost to uh, the Titans. That was oh, the year okay. McNair and them beat the Byron Leftwich. Yeah, beat. Uh, that was the year McNair beat uh, Warner. I mean, not uh, Warner. I'm sorry, McNair lost to Warner. Gotcha. That was that Rams year where they, yes. they won. But I think they also went to the AFC Championship and lost to John Elway. Yeah, maybe, but I know for sure that one of those years, I think it was the... I know for sure the year the Titans beat... I don't know why I keep thinking the Titans won in my world. I know for sure the should year... should have only a few yards away. Yeah, I know for sure the year the Rams beat the Titans was the year the Titans knocked off Jacksonville in the AFC Championship game. And also I remember about that playoffs was Jacksonville played Miami, I think, in the second round because they obviously had a first round bye and I want, they put up like 60 on them. That was the... Dan Reno's last game, I believe, it was sixty-three to seven. So yeah, just some fun uh, throwback facts here with Andy and I, and Cooch. You gotta love them. Yeah, not, not never been a great time to be a Jags fan. All right. Well, we talk about the Rams more here. We will. Yes. Okay. Um, Titans Raiders. Oh yeah, that happened too. <laughs> Titans Raiders. Anything about that one, folks? I think the only thing to really talk about is that the Raiders, it's funny to think that three weeks ago they were a playoff team and now they've just, the three balloon straight, has completely deflated. Three straight blowouts. And yeah, so on the, top the Raiders, of, Raiders have lost three straight games to the Jets, the Chiefs, and the Titans by a combined 83 points. And the only other thing I'll take away from that is the Titans with Tannehill now. They've looked good. They've won, I think, at least four in a row. Six not, and one since he took over, and, and they're eight and five overall. And they play the, Titan, the Texans at home this week for... The, the division lead, and I think if I, if you're the Titans, I think you look going to that game as a must win because even though you do face Houston again, it would be in Houston that final game. And also, if they lose this game to Houston, happen to lose next week, also that that game might not even matter against Houston. So we hope, yeah, let's hope that happens then because we want that to matter. Yeah, we do. Yeah, it's not. Uh, other than that, yeah, Raiders think... are not looking too hot right now. Yeah, the Raiders have now become uh, who we thought they were. <laughs> they cut a bunch of guys this uh, today too. I saw like three different guys. They I think. Cut. Yeah, I think now Raiders they are cut just... DJ Swearinger. They cut what's his name? The guy they picked up that uh, linebacker that got cut a couple weeks ago too. Oh yeah. So yeah, I think right now they're just focused on Vegas now. <laughs> it's time yeah. to just think. About... I would be. I think you just give your try to give your. I'm fans... normally focused on Vegas just in my normal life. Yeah, exactly. I don't know when their last home game is. I don't know if it's uh, in uh, if it's the final week of the season. They or the have week one more. Yeah, I don't know if it's the final game or the if, last game, but or the final game or second last. But but I mean, uh, they'll they'll give a reception that game, I imagine, or the fans, knowing Oakland fans, will just boo and throw. Yeah, beers on I'm the sure. Field. I'm sure Little Hands Car will will cry, probably, but <laughs> smears smears eye makeup. Yeah. So yeah, again, I can't stress this enough. 
Last three losses, 31 points, 31 points, 21 points against the Jets, the Chiefs, and the Titans. So not looking too good for Oakland. Time to probably tank for a better uh, – for a better – well, actually, yeah, they have a million picks anyway, so it won't really matter. Um, Sunday night game was a great game. The Seattle Seahawks traveled to the L.A. Coliseum to take on the Rams. Rams pulled out a 28-12 to victory. Um Seahawks were held without an offensive touchdown for the first time since week one of 2017. Their only score was that Quandre Diggs uh, pick six that Jared Goff threw. Um, the Rams seem to have the Hawks number. Uh, they, I know they lost to him earlier this year, but that was a, a last second loss. In the last few years, though, the, the, the Rams have really had the Hawks number. Uh, I still think the Hawks are big time contenders, but it's nice to see the Rams um offense firing Todd Gurley looked like Todd Gurley he turned that corner on that touchdown run uh nice stiff arm to get in the end zone there uh and so it, it's it's they look like the Rams of last year which was pleasant to see Sean McVay looked like his his play calling flowed more than it had the last I would say six seven weeks uh Wade Phillips put a great game plan out against the Seahawks who have been hot and are a fantastic team. Uh, no, no, Jadavion Clowney. They had they were a little bit banged up, but but so are the Rams. So that was a that was a pretty nice NFC uh, West matchup, considering that Rams beat the Seahawks. Seahawks jumped from first place in the NFC West to the first wild card spot with the 49ers taking over uh, in the NFC West. Minnesota picks up a victory, so that keeps LA out of the hunt by a game. We're going to need a couple losses from Minnesota to get in the playoffs here, but I think it might be able to happen. Detroit's got to come up big this coming week. Uh, but really nice to see the Rams get the victory, especially in a primetime game, which they've had like three in a row. So that's kind of nice. Uh, but, um, yeah, Seahawks back in the first wild card spot rather than the first place in the NFC West. So fun game, a lot of touchdowns, some good defense. Aaron Donald was dominant. Uh, I think he's got ten and a half sacks on the year, and he didn't have had one sack through the first five games, so he's really come on strong. And um, see if they can sustain it. The Rams have really been uh, Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde this year. You never know which Rams you're going to get, but this week we got the 2018 regular season Rams back and firing on all cylinders. So fun to watch. All right, so we uh, one more games. Picks. Well, if you guys want to talk about it, what Eagles Giants was the Monday night game. It was so terrible. I mean, <laughs> Eli Manning started the game. That's all I need to know. That was his curtain call. That was that was his curtain. He had one call. half. It was <laughs> one half. That was his curtain call. He oh. even said he doesn't. That's probably the last time he'll ever play. Yeah, he uh, Hall of Famer. I'll say it. Hall of Famer. Yeah, that's what they were talking about on the thing. I mean, all there is to that is somehow that Eagles victory made them tied in first place with Dallas, and Eagles have three games left. Uh, at Washington, home against Dallas, and at the Giants. So, I mean, and then the Cowboy. I mean, the Cowboys. Yeah, have a uh, at the home against the Rams. Then they go to Philly, and I don't know who their last game is. I imagine it's the Redskins because I, I think, think everybody the plays their division. I believe in the final game. Yeah, I think it is the Redskins. So uh, it'll be interesting. I mean, that divi- that division honestly is most likely gonna maybe come into that game against Philly because, I mean, it's not going to be an easy game this week for Dallas. I mean, the Rams have been looking good, and the Rams are trying to hope for a final wild card spot also. Already, so Yeah, they already beat them once this year too. So we'll see what happens. Well, that was – I 
I, I, to me, Carson Wentz just isn't it. I don't know. The whole team I mean, isn't it right I, now. Well, they lost Nelson that Aguilar, Alshon. Awful. They lost Nelson Aguilar, Alshon Jeffrey, and Lane Johnson all within like a quarter of each other last yeah. night, all yeah. getting carted off the field. And so then deeper than not that, looking they good. lost Deshaun Jackson also this season. Yep. And that offense is just sad right now. Uh, Jordan Howard's been out also. He has. It's and, a, but although know, that that guy that came in later, he, he was like a little Boston Darren Scott. Scrolls or something. Man, he yeah, did a little boost. Boston Scott was yeah, looking good. Yeah, an interesting name. But yeah. I don't know. I'm that odd division is just so bad. I mean, that divisions like that make you want to just wish that it was just no divisions and best six teams went because it's kind of sad to think that yeah. someone in that division could finish eight and eight. Rams would be in if that was nine. the case. Rams would be in if that was the case. So I would like that. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's a terrible division. I think that division picked up uh, one win this week. I mean, that's yeah. Cause they had played each other. Yeah. They were guaranteed one win. Well, the, well, whatever the Redskins did. Redskins, Redskins didn't win. Lost. Yeah. They lost, lost the Packers. Right. So they picked up one win. Taking their season total to very little to very lot. Yeah, that's, that's a very it's a fun division. weekend in football. Um, it's going to be a, ne- a, a really fun couple weekends coming up because there's a lot of wild card spots that need to be filled. Only a couple teams have clinched already. Usually there by by week fourteen, there's been a few teams that have already had clinched, and right now it's just what the Ravens and the Saints. Uh, I know the Chiefs did too, and the Chiefs. So, a lot of good football left. Shall we get into some pickums before we we uh, we hit the road here? Absolutely. I'm ready for it. Well, so what we'll do here is we will uh, we're going to give you our last week total. We'll give you our total from the last two weeks as well. Our running total. Yeah. And then we'll give you three picks from this coming week here. Um, we're on a little bit of a heater, I think, some of us. Yeah, not so, all of us. No. <laughs> <laughs> Andy, you want to kick it off first? Uh, how, how'd you fare this week? So this week, I was one and two. I had uh, Oregon plus seven. They ended up winning that game. Yep, big. Uh, New Orleans minus three. Close loss. But even if that uh, field goal drive didn't happen, I still would have lost that bet. Right. Uh, and then Green Bay, Washington over 41 and a half. That game was one of those just terrible second halves. <laughs> yeah. Green Bay was just running out the clock. Yeah, yeah. Green Bay just, didn't want to play them. Washington yeah. didn't want to play them, and it was just. So that brings your your total for the last two weeks. What four and two? Four and two. Very nice. Yeah. We'll take it all day long. Yeah. Four and two. Great, great total for Andy. How about some picks for this week? So Who this you got? week, oh my god, I don't know why I didn't put in the opponents because now I already forgot. I oh, will uh, know. Miami uh, is getting three and a half points against the Giants. They're on the I was road. Just gonna, the, you know what's funny is the moment you said, we'll know, the moment you said Miami, I was like, I have no fucking yeah. clue who Miami's playing. <laughs> I remember now. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'll, so, I, I'll get it up while you're doing that too. Um, but yes, yeah, <laughs> I think they're better They're better than the Giants. I mean, don't don't let last night oh, fool yeah. you. No, they are. I think they're. I think Fitzpatrick is uh, And better. also, let's, I mean, and that's one of those games too with a three-win team versus a two-win team. Like who... Do the, yeah, the, the Giants even want to win that yeah, game? The Giants probably aren't looking to win. Um, my second pick, um, Dallas is getting a point against the Rams. And I still believe in Dallas, despite everything we talked about earlier. Okay. Still believe in right. that talent. And uh, it is a very big game for them. They, 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 if they lose this, there's a chance they still lose the division. Yep. Even and if then they, they would not Philly. be in the, they would definitely not be in the uh, wild card after that. Yeah. And then my last pick is uh, Seahawks, Panthers, under 48. Okay. Uh, I, I think the Seahawks have been kind of a little bit of fool's gold, a lot of, 
A lot of Russell Wilson magic. They just lost Rashad Penny. And then the Panthers are a mess. So this is, I think it's going to be yeah. a low-scoring game. Cool. Anthony, you want to go next? Or you want me to go? You go. All you right. Go. So um, last week's picks, I went 1-1-1. One, one, and one. I also have the Saints uh, minus three versus the Niners like Andy did. Lost that game. Real close game. Final there um, was 48-46. So we lost by five points. But it's okay. That's one loss for me. Uh, I, I took the Colts plus three in uh, Tampa Bay against the Bucks. That was a push. The total was right on the number at three. So I pushed that one. And then to switch it up a little bit, I had also one college game. I took LSU minus seven and a half versus Georgia in the SEC championship game. That was a route. So um, I'm one, one, and one on the week. That brings me to four, one, and one on the last two weeks. So I'm on a little bit of a heater myself. See if we can keep it going and make some people some money here. So my three picks for the week. Uh, my first pick, I am taking Seattle minus six at Carolina, actually. Um, Seattle six and one on the road this year. They also haven't lost two in a row all year. Uh, Panthers are running with an interim head coach. Seattle really needs a bounce back in because I think they really want that NFC uh, West title rather than the playoff hunt, uh, the playoff title. So um, I think that they're looking for a big bounce back after losing to the Rams in L.A., which would have been a nice turn for them. So I am taking Seattle minus six as they travel to Carolina to take on the Panthers. Uh, my next game that I'm taking here, um, I'm taking the Patriots minus 10, and they're going to Cincinnati to play the Bengals. And the only note that I have is Tom Brady. And they got all those signs. So <laughs> Yeah, and they got all the signs, so we know that they'll have the competitive advantage. We talked a lot about how they don't have weapons. Um, the defense faltered a little bit against the Chiefs this week, but it's the Chiefs. I just think that Brady's pissed off because he's lost two in a row, one in Foxborough. So I just see Brady going into Cincinnati and absolutely blowing the doors off of that stadium. Minus 10's a big line, but I think it's just going to be one of those games where Brady comes in um, and they get they they have twenty four points in the in the first half, and then he just kind of cruises for the rest of the game, and that defense shuts him down. So, Pat's minus ten for me uh, at the Bengals, and my last pick. Sorry, Anthony, hmm. uh, but Bills are traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the Steelers. I'm actually taking Bills money line. It's plus one ten right now. The spread's at one and a half, so I'm not even going to take the points. I'm just going to take them straight up. Um, they're looking for a bounce back too. Um, and they want to, they're going to be, they're going to take that defense to Pittsburgh against a banged up Steelers offense, big duck fan. Don't get me wrong. I'm still a big duck Hodges fan. I just think that, um, the Steelers need to lose. The, <laughs> the bills are trying to keep pace in that division. They're not too far back from the Pats. Now after a, a loss from the Pats, I don't think they're going to win the division, but I think they're trying to keep pace. Um, Mike Tomlin, I give a shit ton of credit to. Uh, he's holding that team together. Um, but I think they're due for a loss. They've won seven of their last eight, and their quarterbacks have been Mason Rudolph and Duck Hodges. That's because of that so defense. I, they, they have a fantastic defense. I just think they're going to meet another stout defense in Buffalo, and yeah. I think that Buffalo's well, offense is a little is, is going to be it. The, what, I think the defenses are, are a little bit of an even matchup. 
But well, I mean, Buffalo has that offense. Well, yeah. Do. Speaking of those defenses too, the over under in that game is only thirty six. I saw that, and it's it is a night game. I don't know what the weather's supposed to be in Pittsburgh, but it'll well, be a, I mean, not like Buffalo doesn't know how to play in inclement weather. No, but my point is, is just like moving the ball, right? And well, stuff. yeah, because um, you know, with Josh Allen at quarterback, they're going to rely on the run. So I just think I, I I think the Steelers have a great team. I think that Mike Tomlin is a fantastic coach. I just think they're due for a loss. And I could see it happening in prime time against a hot Bills team uh, who has the defense to match up. So I'm taking the Bills money line, and I'm getting plus 110 on that one. All righty. So last week I went one and two, bringing my hot start to one and five. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I had my winner last week was the Titans minus two and a half or minus three. It didn't end up mattering because they won by like 20, but I can't remember exactly what I – Said I had it on, but they did exactly what I thought. You know, they, they've been scoring points. Raiders have been giving up points. And sure enough, I think it was like 42-21 or something like that. And then my two losses were the Packers. You know, I thought they would come out and be able to slaughter Washington. And that wasn't the case. I don't remember what the final score was in that game, but I know it was 20-15. to 15. Yeah, yeah so. Ugly. That is ugly. <laughs> we checked the weather and we're like, oh, it's good. It's perfect yeah, Rogers I mean, weather. And then. Bang. It just—it's some of those games. I just not. I mean, he, like you uh, he said, fumbled he, right before the half, and I think he's like, "Well, fuck this. I don't play anymore." <laughs> he was over. He was yeah. a little. Yeah. He but uh, and then my the uh, my final game I had was I don't even know how I've already forgotten. Um, Preparation. Yeah. No, I know. I ah, how am I forgetting? Oh, it was last night, the Monday night game. Eagles minus eight and a half. Which wow, what a fucking Oof. disaster. The I thought for sure. I mean, the Eagles still won, so I can't say they, you know, it wasn't like I thought they would want it more. But I think they were all just surprised. Eli Manning still knew how to throw a football in the first half, and then I also believe in Eli. That weather was pretty shitty, and Carson Wentz and company just did not could not move the ball until about a couple minutes left in the third, until finally into the fourth, and it was just an ugly, ugly game. And I guess that's what I get for betting on two bad teams. I mean, the way the Eagles have been playing. To lay eight and a half points, I should have just known better. But uh, we're going to try to get it back this week. I'm going to try to slowly push my weight back towards a winning record. Here he comes. Yeah, we'll see. Hop so on the winning train here, I'll Anthony. Just, Give us something good. We need some hot picks, bud. Well, I'll just start it off then. I am against you. Ooh. I, do, I do have my Steelers minus two. Ooh. And uh, that's one of those games where I will just say, because it's only two points, is that I would just say go money line. So my pick is going to be Steelers money line. It's minus 130, you know, the place I'm looking. So I, I like it. I think, you know, they haven't lost with Hodges as a quarterback. I think I believe he's 3-0, maybe 4-0, but I think 3-0. That defense, ever since getting Fitzpatrick, like you said, you know they've won seven of their last eight. They've the defense actually leads the league in takeaways and sacks. Yeah, at least going into this week, I know for sure they lead in sacks. I'm not sure they still lead in takeaways. And it'll be uh, that was one of the I don't know if it was the first game this year that got changed, but uh, it did get promoted from flex, a. They, no, it wasn't the first game, but they yeah okay they did flex it. But it did yeah it did get flexed. It was originally supposed to be Vikings Chargers, and it got now moved to Bills Steelers. And I think there's going to be a lot of motivation for the Steelers. You know, the crowd's going to be loud. They're going to be excited. They know if they win this game that it actually puts them to the five seed. So I just think uh, Tomlin and company will... And I believe they're supposed to get uh, Connor and uh, Schuster back. I saw those rumors. So, I mean, that'll at least help improve the offense a little bit, give Hodges a couple more weapons. So I just think that defense will show up and, you know, give Allen hopefully some trouble. I mean, Pittsburgh's a tough place to play, so... You know, I, I like that. So I got Steelers money line for that. 
And my uh, other one I like is I do agree with Andy. I like the Dolphins plus three and a half just because of that half point. I do. Like- I you know what I. I was, I almost took that game also. And the, the thing about the Dolphins, I like to pick a lot. Is and people have noticed this that I've listened to is they they aren't out there at all this year. I mean, yeah, they started off that with a bad start, but none of these games they actually look like at all that they're trying to lose. They play all these games very competitively ever since Fitzpatrick took over. They've been in like every single one of the games they've played, yeah. winning three of them. Yeah, I mean they they look good. I think three and a half is a good number, and I think it's more so also is I think this is a game where the Giants two and eleven. They're playing another bad team. I, in my opinion, I think the Giants are kind of sitting there like we'd almost rather lose. I'm not saying they're going to blatantly go out there and try to lose, but I think the Dolphins are okay with losing. And I just think the Dolphins will be able to definitely go out there and, uh, you know, compete with them. I mean, this could be a game that maybe does come down another, you know, game-winning field goal or something like that. But uh, the last game I like is – and I'll do another money line bet here because they're only two-and-a-half-point underdogs – Arizona Cardinals to defeat the Browns. I just I think saw the, three and a half. I'm yeah, like, just so you know. That's all right. I'll just take. Uh, I would just say the uh, take Arizona straight up. So you'll probably get whether it's two and a half, three, three and a half. I saw three. Sorry, our bookmakers are a half a point different every single time. Yeah. I see. I see. I mean, those spreads. lines. Yeah, those lines are always changed throughout the week, especially yeah. like early on and then towards the end there. But let's just say roughly say they're getting about two and a half or three. Regardless, I like the money line. It's probably somewhere around like. Plus 125, plus 130, plus 120. Like nothing too crazy, but I just think in that situation, if you like them, like I do, plus two and a half, plus three. Take the money line, yeah. Just take them straight up to win, get better value. You know, I'm not saying I like them because I think Cleveland's going to win by one. I'm saying I like it because I think Arizona will win. So you might as well just go money line. But I just think it's just a circus going on in Cleveland. I don't think there's going to be much motivation for them. And uh, Arizona, you know, they're moments. Kyler Murray's looked decent at times this year. They always seem to play tough. And also the reason I like it a little bit more, too, is that Arizona's coach, you know, he was in Texas Tech the last few years. He's gone against Baker Mayfield. Yeah, he might have So I think he might just at least kind of be able to tell the people, like, you know, this is what he does, what he likes to do. Not that he's known for his defensive prowess. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, like... He's got the experience. It is good to know that it's like it's a familiar foe for him. So I think he'll... Hopefully, have his guys prepared, and also Kyler Murray. I believe he was uh, play, didn't he, was did he ever get transferred, or was he always behind Baker? No, he he uh, he went to Texas Tech and then transferred to Oklahoma. He, he was a backup to okay. Baker for at least one year. Oh, no, so he's at Texas A&M, I think. So yeah, I think it's A&M. just one of those things where at least he kind of knows Baker, knows kind of his style. So it's like he I, he's I'm, gonna want to beat him. I think they definitely played with each other. Yeah, so he's gonna definitely want to beat him. Like be like you know, hey, like I mean, I won the Heisman the year after you, but I wanna I wanna beat you. But uh, so I just think, I don't know. I just feel like there's going to be more motivation for Arizona in that game than Cleveland. So, yeah, I got a uh, Steelers money line as a slight, un- uh, slight favorites at home. Arizona money line is slight dogs at home and the Dolphins plus three and a half. And that's another one. Honestly, if, if that number was just three, I would go bold and say not too bold. But, I mean, I would say money line, but because it's three and a half, I just like that yeah. number a little more. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I always like those little hooks there on like three and a half and four and a half in the NFL. Yeah. So. Those are my three picks. We'll I want to give a, uh, a uh, conditional honorable mention pick because I erased it right before when I got here. Uh, if Patrick Mahomes is healthy with the hand and good to go, full go, I like the over 46 Broncos versus Chiefs in Arrowhead uh, because Patrick Mahomes, like we said earlier, has just kind of been playing, you know, not full Patrick Mahomes status. And I think he needs to empty himself. And I think he'll do it on the Broncos. So I think they have a chance to score 46 on their own against the Broncos. 
So honorable mention, conditional pick for you guys. If I'm wrong, then we'll forget <laughs> it ever happened. All right. Real quick for you, Anthony. College Football Hall of Fame class just announced. Troy yeah. Polamalu is that, involved. Yeah. Good man. Fight on. As he should be. Radical. Well, is that going to close us up? Yeah. I think so. You've been listening to episode 147 of the Tony's Take podcast. I'm Sean, and join with me, we had Off-Road Andy. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Tony Cass. <laughs> uh, thanks also for having me. You're welcome, Tony. And Cooch. Um, I mean, whatever. I'm here, so thanks oh. me. Thank me or not. Just kidding. Sports, sports, sports. We'll see you later.